0: What are some double standards that don't involve gender? When I was a little kid, if I left my toys out and one of my parents stepped on one, I got yelled at for leaving my toys all over the place. But if my parents left their tools out and I stepped on one, I got yelled at for not watching where I was stepping. I always find it amusing that when I purchase chemicals for my company, I can order some real crazy stuff or stuff that can be used to do slash make or synthesize crazy stuff without raising an eyebrow or having to submit documentation or business records because, hey, we've got an account, so it must be legit. But when I order good old 99.9% pure ethanol, which is really cheap for us because it's tax-exempt, since we're using it for industrial purposes rather than drinking it for entertainment, there's a mountain of additional paperwork attesting to the above. When I went to Japan, I was heckled by my friends if I went and had American food. Yet, when the same group of friends went out to Japanese guests here in the States, we always only went out to Japanese food. WTF! Seriously, I got American food when I lived in Thailand about once or twice a month, which is nothing compared to the 30-plus days in a month and three meals a day, but I would just be judged by the locals and even some foreigners for stepping into a McD for a hash brown and sausage and egg McMuffin. Like, leave me alone, fam. I'm homesick and I don't want to sweat from the burning spice of last night's leftover curry at 8am when it's already 33 degrees, 91 in freedom units, outside. When I have a lot of experience at a job application, like they asked for, but the employer thinks I'm too old for the job. My parents say that our generation only does stuff so that we can take a picture and post it, and then whenever we go to do something, my parents take a ton of pictures so they can post them. My mother rants and raves about technology a crap ton. She's the epitome of the good old days, yet 90% of her time is Facebooking on her phone. My parents are the same way. They used to be big sticklers for little to no technology, didn't have a gaming system until late middle school, didn't have internet until high school, didn't get my first smartphone until college. But now my parents are the ones with the most tech and my dad makes at least one to two posts to Facebook a day. My brother and I, both in our 20s, have to pry my dad away from his iPad to join us for our family's meals or watch a movie together. My boyfriend's graduation ceremony was this past Saturday, and my dad was responding to emails and Facebook posts throughout the event. It's quite funny when we call him out on it, too, because he says, I'm just answering some emails or responding to Facebook posts. So he's entirely self-aware that he's doing it. But in his mind, it's justified. I've always found my parents' tech habits more funny and cute than anything. I can see these people's points, though. At least growing up, my parents' technophobia got me out of the house a bit more than I might have got otherwise. Employers who expect you to stay late for hours of overtime on their whim, but get mad if you're even five minutes late in the morning. If I'm flexible for them, I think it's fair to be flexible for me. Such a nitpicky thing to destroy morale when it's already so bad from being forced to work late. Luckily, that was my old job, and I'm in a better place now. Bad parenting on their kid versus other people's kids. But my kid is special. Oh yes, I'm a twin with incredible parents. My middle school bully was a twin with terrible parents. They were twin sisters and would fight constantly in class. Like embarrassing screaming matches. My twin brother and I always got along, mostly due to his kindness and compassion through my moody and volatile adolescence. I was straight-up B-word to him most of the time. However, we obviously fought sometimes. Once we were having a small argument in the hallway, I was accusing him of taking my silly bands to give to his little girlfriend or some middle school drama thing, and my bully's mother, who was the superintendent of my school, called my parents and told them my brother and I were fighting at school and needed to be controlled. She didn't even approach us first. She could have definitely broken up our little argument by just talking to us. We weren't screaming or even talking very loud. I was just very clearly mad at him. I don't know if she saw the argument herself or if one of her daughters told her we were fighting or something. Meanwhile, her kids interrupted half of class every day and they didn't even get sent to the office. Cities and states telling us to conserve water by watering less. Some people comply and they end up getting fined by their city for having a dead or dying lawn. City and state buildings have the greenest lawns around because they water around the clock. Early morning, high noon, and the evening. Half the sprinklers are usually overspraying in the middle of the road. How about cities and states telling citizens to conserve water, then selling the water rights to major corporations or factory farms for almost nothing? I'll cut down my showers when you stop selling the state's water to gosh darn Nestle. Celebrity overdoses. Oh, such a tragedy. Addiction is a disease. When anybody else overdoses, oh, gosh darn junkie, what did they expect to happen? Poor and weird equals weirdo. Rich and weird equals eccentric. Also, rich people don't commit crimes, they make mistakes unless the controversy becomes so large that it's threatening the reputation of other rich people. Then some of the offenders will be publicly ostracized and will be told that they fixed systematic issues. Bonus points if they make a heartfelt public apology on some talk show and restart their career. Celebrity worship overall just makes me angry. Yeah, when you think about it, there's a lot of people locked away who just sort of had the misfortune to not be rich and famous at the time. Tall people get more opportunities, get promoted easier, and generally make more than average or short people. Tall and pretty? Oh, yeah. Uh, what about pretty ugly? Definitely true. However, the research on looks and strangers' opinions of you is strong. In fact, I don't even recommend Googling it because it can be depressing to see how something like appearance influences so many people's opinions of individuals they know nothing about, from which politicians people vote for to who gets hired for executive positions different side of the same coin, I can resonate with this so much. Not on a personal level so much, but I have had quite a number of conversations with co-workers who expressed their dislike of another fairly new co-worker. Their reasoning varied, but generally it was, he just thinks he is so good or better than us. The guy in question was good looking, young, but more importantly, was into bodybuilding. So he took care of himself and only ate his specified meals. The amount of middle-aged women that said they didn't like him just because they thought he was up himself was amazing. If I'm on my phone, people will almost always leave me alone. If I'm reading, they want to ask me what I'm reading and interrupt me, even though they can see the cover of the book. Which, if I wanted to talk, would I be reading? When I was a kid, I used to be allowed to read a book while around family, at family gatherings, but when I got a Game Boy and played with that, I was told off for being unsociable. Except, I'm very dyslexic, and when I read, I am completely unable to hear anything, even someone calling my name. I could play on my Game Boy and hold a conversation at the same time. Adults will always whine about children enjoying the latest technology. I'm generally expected to give two weeks' notice if I'm going to be quitting a job. However, if said job wants to get rid of me, they can do it with absolutely no notice, and often with a bullcrap reason. Uh, That one depends on the country. In Canada, unless there is just cause, with extensive proof of written warnings, attempts at retraining or proof of a serious incident, the company is legally required to pay a period of notice depending on how long you've been there or your skill level, or allow them to continue working for that long. It's always amazing to me that even the US doesn't have laws like this in place to protect employees. Respect is earned. I deserve respect. Depends on what you mean by respect. I should treat you like another worthy human being? Okay. I should treat you like some sort of authority. F no. Rabbits and any other pet. I had a black mini, Rex, and she was the most intelligent rabbit I've ever had. She was litter trained, did tricks like standing up, kisses, and came when you called her name only as long as she felt like it. But whenever I'd talk to her about people like they talk about their dog or cat, people look at me like I'm mad. People always ask each other about how their dog or cat is, but start talking about a rabbit and they lose complete interest. When I told them how much I spent on the vets a few times she's been ill, I've had some people say, Why don't you just get a new one? Because it's a living thing! Another rabbit we got from a pet store turned out she had some problems, and the manager of the store said, Why don't you return her and swap her for another one? Uh, how about get lost? She's a living creature that didn't ask to be here. Some people need to understand that there are a lot more to rabbits than meets the eye. Being bilingual, specifically speaking English and another language, In most of the world, I'm considered intelligent and sophisticated if I speak more than one language, even if I speak with an accent. In the States, speaking a second language, especially if I have an accent, gets me disrespected as a stubborn, non-acclimated immigrant. Oof, I feel this one. There's nothing more frustrating than having people speak to you as if you're a child, even though you're an educated, well-read person with a speaking handicap in the current situation. Narrator rant over. If I finish a 9 to 5 and want a glass of wine after work to relax, that's perfectly normal. If I'm working a night shift and want a glass of wine after work to relax, I must have a drinking problem because it's 8am and I'm opening a bottle of rosé. You're supposed to drink Bloody Mary before 10am. Once the clock has four numbers on it, all bets are off. The need to respect your elders even when they abuse that privilege and treat young people disrespectfully. If you want respect, you need to show respect. Sometimes people use respect to mean treating someone like a person. And sometimes they use respect to mean treating someone like an authority. And sometimes people who are used to being treated like an authority say, if you won't respect me, I won't respect you. And they mean, if you won't treat me like an authority, I won't treat you like a person. And they think they're being fair, but they aren't. And it's not okay. Pretty good quote. Old enough to join the military and go to war, but not old enough to buy a beer. Laughs in German. Professors will have very strict due dates on students, but will wait until the last week of the semester to finally give back our grades from our first presentation. Or they waste half a frickin' hour trying to figure out how to use the projector. If I have trouble with my laptop or submitting an essay, it's TS. The federal government put in green herb at the same level as crystal, white powder, and smack. Meanwhile, alcohol and tobacco are available in stores everywhere. What's worse is that actually, according to the drug scheduling system, Mary J is set at a higher class than white powder and crystal. Schedule 1 is supposed to be reserved for substances that can cause harm and have no medical usage. White powder is on schedule 2 because it has a medical use, namely as an anesthetic and it can help stop bleeding. Crystal is also a schedule 2 Because forms of amphetamine are used in ADHD medication. I don't agree with green herb being Schedule 1 for many reasons, but especially because it doesn't even meet the criteria for it. It's a catch-22. Weed is S1 because it has no medical uses. It has no medical uses because those medical uses can't be researched. It can't be researched because it's S1. Same goes for harm. A lot of this has been changing recently, though. At my old job, there was this lady in her 50s who would say whatever was on her mind, even making fun of the managers or policies during meetings for everyone to hear. Yet I, female 22, say one sassy thing and I need to learn to watch my mouth. Yep, seems fair. This was just a generic retail job and this lady had only worked there for like five years versus the three years I'd worked there. So I definitely think it was solely her age that let her get away with it. Oldest children never get away with anything, but they see their younger siblings not getting punished for the same things they would have been exoriated for. I'm the youngest of three, with a massive age gap between me and my two siblings. Yet, when my sister was a grade A C word to me, daily, she's a frickin' psycho, guess who got punished and guess who got absolutely no consequences whatsoever? I'll give you a clue, it wasn't her getting told off. I think we forget, it can just as easily go the other way. I feel like the debate on whether older or younger siblings have it tougher is as old as time itself and will go on forever. I know me and my siblings are still having it into our adult years. If a dog doesn't like someone, that person's character is questioned immediately. But if a cat doesn't like someone, the cat's just a butthole. Have had dogs and cats, love them both, so not looking to start a cats versus dogs argument. The thing that bothers me about the whole dogs are good judges of character bit is that I've seen movie footage of the Fuhrer of the Third Reich petting dogs and the dogs liked him just fine. I think dogs have an entirely different value system than humans. A dog might like you or hate you because of something it smells that humans can't detect. I've had some dogs charge at me in attack mode and others walk up to me and beg to be petted. They don't sense innate goodness or badness in people. They just have their own likes and dislikes that have nothing to do with human values. To add to this, I also believe a large bit of a dog's behavior is what it picks up from its owner. For example, the only person my dog has ever been unfriendly to was someone who I had a strong disdain for. Yeah, I'm shifty as heck and dogs love me. Managers berating you for doing a bad job when they have absolutely no idea how to do your job. Should have clarified that I meant more when a manager who has no idea how to do your job picks apart the work you've done, looking for flaws, criticizing your process, when there's otherwise nothing wrong with it. When you burn a body in a crematorium, you're doing a good job. But if you burn a body at your house, you're destroying evidence. Same thing as when Miley Cyrus is in the nude and licking a hammer. It's art. But when I do it, I'm drunk and need to leave the hardware store. If the government owes you money, it can send you your refund any gosh darn time it wants to. If you owe the government money, you can bet there will be interest and penalties added. Uh, actually, if the IRS holds onto your money too long, they will pay you interest, and then the IRS will charge you tax on that interest. Work smart, not hard, only applies to people who aren't usually smart. People with a good record are assumed or expected to do a better job than their peers with the not-so-great levels of achievement. This would be okay, except for the fact that the person with a good record could be punished for producing the same quality of work as the other person, simply because they're capable of more. I'm all for personal growth and doing your best, but sometimes the job simply doesn't require the extra effort. It's ridiculous to ask me to go above and beyond when I could save my energy for something that actually takes more work and deserves more time. It's okay for old people to be bigoted and close-minded because they grew up in a different time, whereas young people are just considered ignorant a-holes. Which is why I refuse to acknowledge he's just set in his ways as an excuse. No, he's just stubborn and refusing to change. Now, if they have a legitimate memory problem like Alzheimer's or dementia and aren't in their right mind, that's different. They actually cannot help that. As there often are in these chat rooms, there was a recurring theme in this one, that one being generational differences and entitlement. I have filtered it down to a much smaller representation for the sake of variety. Having kids versus not having kids. A good friend and co-student and I are in very similar situations. We both started studying medicine after eight years of working in the same hospital. He's married, I live with my girlfriend, we both have to take the train for about an hour, 45 minutes for me, one hour for him, to get to our university. We both had a lot of problems in our first year, especially with chemistry and biology. I recently asked to have one subject shoved into a later year, so I have more time to study anatomy and other important subjects and refresh my knowledge of chemistry to then be ready for biochemistry, a subject most med students struggle with. I was able to change my entire curriculum the way I wanted, granted having to study one or two semesters longer, because I have a three year old kid. They told him that his situation is not severe enough to grant him to study longer than usual, even though it could easily mean he won't be able to fulfill his dream. Charities for kids get funding. Clean water for kids, clothes for kids, food for kids, airpods for kids, but try to get funding for adults. Kids are seen as innocent, but adults just need to stop being lazy and get a job. Adults sometimes get stuck in impossible situations through no fault of their own. Having a job isn't a guarantee that nothing bad will ever happen to you. We'd have less kids in need if we helped the adults in their families and communities. The other one is substance addicts. Everyone says they should get clean, and they should. But people treat addicts in recovery as bad or worse. No one wants treatment clinics in their neighborhood. It's hard to get a job already, and if you have to go to the clinic every day, people find out that you are in recovery getting off substances, and they don't want to talk to you. I work with people in recovery, and there's so many hoops to jump through just to get and keep treatment services. I think anyone who wants to get clean deserves support and respect. It's a very tough road. It's fine to say you're trying for a baby, but it's not okay to tell people you cream pie your wife on a daily basis. In my freshman ELA class, our teacher put my best friend and me next to each other. This was a teacher who was very monotone, like was never interesting to go to her class. I was trying to be a good student, but one day she yelled at me for a reason so stupid I can't recall. This teacher also really liked my friend, so we decided to see how double standard she was. She had a strict policy of not putting your head down in class, which is damn near impossible to do. She would randomly tell us to read from our library books when she didn't feel like teaching. With this knowledge, me and my friends decided to put her to the test. Recall, we are right next to each other. We both, in the exact same way, put our heads down on our arms. She walked around the opposite side of the classroom, thinking we wouldn't see. She finally showed up behind us. That's when she tapped on my desk, stood in awkward eye contact and silence, and said, Keep your head up and read. Very sternly. After this, she walked away. Within a second or two, my friend and I just died of laughter as she turned around and yelled at us for talking during reading time. This isn't the only time we have done this. Streaking. At what age is it no longer okay to be bare naked or only wearing underwear in public? One year old? Two? Or three? Seventeen? Eighty-five? Not to mention bare naked baby photos. I think the general rule is, if you need someone else's help to wipe your butt, you get a pass. Being old enough to have a job and pay tax, but not being old enough to vote and have a say in where your tax dollars go.